What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Void. podcast. That's right. We're back for episode 180, and today we're going to be doing some nunsploitation. <laughs> Am I doing Halo? <laughs> I think I was doing Halo there at the end. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> No. She doesn't like it. She got mad the first few times I tried to do God, it. We got it. Okay. What is? Why can't I have fun? I'm just kidding. What are you, the I fun police? It, but yes, I'm, it's done. It's Thanks. over. Thanks for the fun we police over here. We are in quarantine and this shit is serious. Okay. All right. We don't have any time for your antics. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we got two movies this week that we're going to be talking about. One from the 80s and one from the 90s. The first one we're going to be talking about is The Other Hell from 1981 by Bruno Mattei and we're also going to be talking about Dark Waters from 1993 by Mariano Bando that's right Yep. So two Italian films, technically, even though one of them was filmed in like Ukraine and like Russia and shit like that. So it's pretty interesting stuff because I've never really watched that many non-sploitation films uh-huh. to really know much about it. And that's partially why I wanted to is because I wanted to kind of experience what that was like. I've seen movies with nuns in them, but that's not what non-sploitation is. What is it, Alex? Well, we'll get into that when we talk <laughs> about the movies. So okay. it makes more sense then. But yeah, for those of you who haven't seen these movies buckle the fuck up because some of these are pretty weird and uh ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> but that's kind of what you expect from nunsploitation anyway right, right. i mean that's kind of yeah i mean it's just silliness so how has the week been for you christina did you enjoy this past week we celebrated we celebrated your birthday and right. we got a cake and a cheesecake wait, 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 and tell them about the cake cookies. christina you got a cake from me <laughs> and i ate that's, most of it <laughs> yeah she ate like 90 percent of the cake well I'm sorry. It, well, I got you the cheesecake, really, because I know you like cheesecake. And I, it's cake. I love cake, and I can't eat cake yeah, because I, I, I have reaction to gluten, and yeah. I paid for it all week. Yeah, she really did too. But it was so, <laughs> shut up. It was so good though. But no, my muscles get. My joints get inflamed yeah. and stuff. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's why you shouldn't eat it. I know it's so good. She, she uses me as an excuse to get it. I was like, oh, birthday much. cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun. We just kind of like we've been taking it real easy the past couple of days just to relax. She like, can I tell them what you that I sat oh, and watched with you as, as a thank you. you? That's up to you. Well, Christina, like she's always doing nice things. She did nice things for my birthday and stuff, and it made me happy. So I spent an entire day sitting <laughs> with her, watching 
the Beverly Hills fucking what is it? House Wait, Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills for like an entire day, guys. I totally. You want to talk about in. horror? <laughs> the the amount of eye rolls, my eyes are hurting because like it gets so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's but why I like, I like it. I can't. But help but, it. but no no. But that's why I was like, you know what? Maybe I should like indulge in things that you like a little bit more. And I appreciate. I had a good time with you because yeah. we could make fun together. Well, I was just so just appreciative me. of everything you did for my birthday. So it was Aww, like, I try. Yeah, I, I hate. I more. didn't hate it. I made myself watch it and then got into it because I wanted to see where it went because these bitches be crazy. <laughs> But it's interesting because you got like some famous people in there, like Kyle Richards, who was in Halloween. Right. So I kind of made it like interesting for me because she was the little girl in Halloween that was being babysit. And I'm hoping in this newer season that starts up here soon that they're going to be showing scenes from Halloween Kills. That's right. Yeah, because that- she's in that too. Yeah. Kyle Richards returns as one of the kids from the original movie. Right. And then I'm Denise Richards is in this and I was hoping that. Oh, that's right. They have the same. Last name. Well, Richardson and then oh, Richardson. Kyle Rich, Rich. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I think I it's forgot. Kyle Richardson. Confused. You're right. And then Denise Richards. Right. And then they haven't brought up Tammy and the T Rex yet. So I keep waiting for that I moment know, where I, they're gonna, where she's gonna bring it up that she was in this this movie. That's so funny that you say that because I was thinking that the whole time because yeah. I remember the story in the the Tammy and the T Rex where everybody was like, she was just so hot and so much fun. Uh And like she would have parties at her house, like, you know, like for the whole cast and Tammy and the T-Rex. And like, I was just like, wow, that's so crazy. It is. So, yeah, I like I don't like all the Real Housewives seasons, but I she just kind of makes fun of it in a way. Yeah, I really do. It's like my drama. It's like watching Jerry Springer pretty much. It is. Anyway. Enough of that shit. But yeah, I had to twist it and make it into my own thing, you know, by pointing out all those like horror elements in it for whatever reason, which is just really crazy. But anyway, we did watch some other movies and stuff this week, though, that uh, TV shows, movies. What else did we watch? watch? We didn't. Well, well, we finished what? up Ozark, which was fucking pretty good. It's a weird season. Like, it's starting like to get it, a little though. crazy, but the end of that season, season three, was fucking just nuts. like, holy shit. Fucking nuts. And the, the song like that, that they show. played during it, too, is so cool. Like, I found out. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, but we watch a lot of stuff. It's not horror when we're not doing the podcast because I don't feel like I have to review it then. <laughs> <laughs> less work right but i've been trying to watch some old stuff like some action stuff i watched steven seagal's fucking um marked for death mm-hmm. which is like the fucking it's a crazy fucking action movie where they mix in like voodoo and like fucking steven seagal <laughs> there's some people that are like no <laughs> like why are you watching that and i'm like i don't give a shit what you think this is fun watching him break people's arms and shit is just fucking crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but yeah i think it might be that time what time is it horse shots All right, so Christina came up with some of this. Well, we kind of made it together, actually. Yeah, we did. But it was your idea to do a communion shot, I guess, well, of some sort. The since nuns. Yeah, you know, we got nuns and shit. It's the church. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> so since it's the church, so this one time I was at Walgreens and they, in their clearance section, they had this Concord grape wine. Manischewitz. 
What's it called? Manischewitz. Okay, I'm not going to try to say that. And it's actually a Jewish wine for Passover. So I thought Manischewitz. Yeah, Manischewitz. Manischewitz. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I have it's no Passover idea. wine. So I thought, hey, let's use this for the nun splurtation episode because it totally makes sense. <laughs> it and, you do- know, which it really doesn't. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it'd be funny. So we we mixed up uh ounce of this. Well, we figured, you know, when you do like, um, what is it called in, in Christianity when you take the bread Communi- of Christ? Communion? communion. Yeah. When you do communion, uh, you take wine. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the uh, red wine, the blood of Christ. In Catholicism, they, they drink wine. And like when you go down the different types of, of, of like Christianity, they'll use grape juice. Right. But like the, you know, Catholic is like wine and right. you drink, you eat these wafers that are non leaven, I think, too. Right. And what do you call those wafers? Jesus. Was- <laughs> <laughs> you take some Jesus. <laughs> eat that blood of Christ. Yeah. Eat that blood of Christ, baby. But yeah. So what is in it? What is in holy hell is what it's called. So what is in it? So we got one ounce of this Manischewitz, Manischewitz. wine and then another ounce of Di Sereno. Which is a amaretto liqueur. Amaretto liqueur from Italy. Yeah. Since these are pretty yeah, much Yeah, so we got Italy. communion and we got, since these two movies are like, kind of like, but we're basically doing the other hell on this one. Right. Uh, this is the other hell shot from the movie The Other Hell by Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fragasso. So one of their first movies they worked on together. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, she made it up for me. So it's one part Manischewitz, one part amaretto liqueur. Yeah. So cheers. Now, what you're going to do when you take this shot, you're going to stare at each other. If you have a mask that you can cover your mouth <laughs> before so you, don't you do it. you get all your fucking Corona germs yeah. all over. I'm I don't all- know how this is going to taste, guys. So I'm going to only take a step. I'm going to drink it because I don't really care. Cheers. Cheers. It's not bad. That's not bad. No. It's a little wine whiny, too. <clears throat> Ugh. That has a little bit of a bad aftertaste. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, okay, I'm not doing that. Yikes. Hey, we we make do with what we got in quarantine, guys, so. (laughs) But if you would like to take a holy hell based on the movie The Other Hell by Bruno Mattei, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of the other hell from 1981 and dark waters from 1993 right now so we're obviously going to start out with the movies that are in chronological order so we're going to start off with the other hell go ahead christina oh hi the other hell <laughs> it's <laughs> also called leatro inferno that was the original title mm-hmm. also it- called guardian of hell the presence and many others yeah and many others yes thank you mm-hmm. all right a priest investigates paranormal activity at a nun's convent where a deep, dark secret is about to resurface in the guise of murder. Could the devil be behind this? Or is that just what Mother Superior wants everyone to believe? Ooh. <laughs> Taglines for this movie. Some things are better left unknown. And 
It Has Awakened. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was directed and written by Bruno Mattei. He he actually died in 2007, and you're a really big fan of his. Yeah, I have a lot of his movies. Well, a lot of his horror movies, anyway. So he's like an Italian B-movie director. Right, yeah. A lot of the Italian filmmakers were kind of like ripping off stuff in a way, mm-hmm. but they always ended up being more original sometimes because they were trying to rip it off in a way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was more blatant than others, but Bruno Mattei has some that are pretty blatant, but I still really like them. There's like nothing like a really bad, a really good bad <laughs> Bruno Mattei film is really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I know you've, you've reviewed Shocking Dark. Yeah. Terminator 2, aka Terminator 2. Right, yeah. We own it. We bought it at the uh, convention last year. Right. Yeah. Right. And then have you watched Rats Nights of Terror? Yeah, we we covered that one too. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, dang, I don't remember. That was a good one too. I want to get that with Hell of the Living Dead on Blu-ray because I have Hell of the Living Dead only on DVD. Uh-huh. And I want to there's like a two-pack from Blue Underground where it has like Hell of the Living Dead and Rats Night of Terror. Uh-huh. Both of them are cheesy goodness. Any other movies you want to mention? Oh, he's done a lot. I yeah, mean, he's, he's done, done a shit ton. This, this isn't even his first Nun movie. He kind of simultaneously did another movie called The True Story of the Nun of Monza, which is a drama. Uh-huh. Uh, he also did, I've mentioned Hell of the Living Dead, Violence in a Women's Prison, Women's Prison Massacre, Strike Commandos, Scalps, which is one that I have on the list for the Amazon or whatever, because I think we should get that. It's uh-huh. weird. It's short, but it's gory. It's about like Native Americans like coming back from the dead and like murdering everybody. Oh, it's pretty weird. cool. Huh. Uh, he did Zombie 3, Robo War, Shocking Dark, and more. Right, a lot more. All right, this movie was also written by Claudio Fragasso. He did movies like Trolls 2 from 1990, After Death, which he actually directed. Yeah, it's Zombie 4, technically. Oh, is, oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then he's still writing, and recently he wrote a script called Karate Man. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> But he also did Monster Dog, Scalps, he helped write. Uh, Hell Hell of the Living Dead. Night Killer, which is one of the best So Bad is Good <laughs> films I've seen in a long time. And also Rats, Night of Terror. Yeah. Yeah, lots. Also, the music is done by Goblin. And who do you have for oh, cast? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, Franca Stoppi, who plays Mother Vince- Vincenza. Vincenza. Um, she was also in Beyond the Darkness from 1979, The True Story of the Nun of Monza, another nun movie mm-hmm. from 1980, and also Women's uh, Prison Massacre as well. Yeah. Carlo Di Mejo, who plays Father Valerio. Uh, last movie he was in before he passed away was a H.P. Lovecraft movie called Two Left Arms. Saw that. That was from 2013. And then Women's Prison Massacre again. City of the Living Dead. Yeah, he did a lot, actually. He was no stranger to exploitation films or horror. He did, like, Contamination, which we just bought. The City Mm -hmm. of the Living Dead, one of my favorite Italian films. The House by the Cemetery, Manhattan Baby. So he's a Fulci guy, too. Oh, yeah, totally. A reoccurring actor. Also, Francesca Carmeno. Who plays Elisa, the girl with the surgical mask on? Right. Um, this was her only movie. Yeah, I know. But she was, I heard, a musician, I guess, in yeah. that in Italy or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's interesting. It also has Susan Forget, or yeah, Forget. She plays Sister Rosario. She was. This is her first film. She was also right. in Nero and Papia, The Scent of the Night, and a couple more. 
She, there's also Franco Garifalo, who plays Boris, the gardener or the the, the housekeeper, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Uh-huh. The he weird was, guy. He, he is a weird guy. He was in Hell of the Living Dead, which is the one I always remember him from, because that's like the Dawn of the Dead ripoff, because they're all wearing the blue suits. Uh-huh. Like they did in Dawn of the Dead for some reason. <laughs> uh, he was in The Return of the Exorcist, Eyes Behind the Stars, The Scorpion with Two Tails, Hercules, and uh, quite a few more. He hasn't acted, you know, for years, by the way. Uh-huh. He stopped and just decided to move to an island and live there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were talking about. So, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So what did you think of the other hell? Well, I've never seen this movie before. And I am, of course, like I've mentioned, a fan of Bruno Mattei. So I had to get it, you right. know, because I was like, oh, I've never seen Nunsploitation. When so. did you buy this movie? I think was it a while ago. I don't know if we ordered it online or we got it at the uh, convention, but I think we did it online. It was on like a sale. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was during a sale online that they had yeah, like months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to get some stuff. And it was like really cheap. So I just like picked it up. I think it was like $7 or something like that. So I was like, well, that's the right price for me. But soon I'll pretty much own everything that he's made in the horror genre, at least, <laughs> because I really want to watch all of them. Uh, I've seen the majority of the popular ones, but now I don't love all of his films or anything. You know, I just want to say that up, up front, but they do have some weird shit in them and they're usually played straight, but like super over the top, cheesy, schlocky vibe, you know, like just get it done kind of filmmaking and just kind of like rip off this and that. And sometimes the the mixture of those things make pretty interesting, weird cinema. And I uh-huh. love Italian films. So for horror, especially. So Bruno Mattei hits that spot that very few directors do other than like Claudio Fragasso, who is also another one of those directors who just, for some reason, makes weird cinema that I just enjoy. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but on the surface, the story of the other hell is pretty different. You know, it's 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 an interesting story. It's not a terrible twisty story either. One that you probably won't be expecting if you've never seen it. Uh-huh. The twist isn't super unique and somewhat baffling, I guess it is, at the same time. Right. It feels kind of stitched together poorly, like this movie feels very disjointed. Like, it doesn't flow. It just kind of feels like you have, like, a bunch of random scenes put together to sort of take you along this journey with no real explanation or purpose other than to have this twist at the end that sort of pays off, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like, not the way that I was hoping it would pay off. Right. Uh, just They just present, like, all these weird, obligatory sort of weird things in there and just move on. Although, I will say that they, they start up pretty quick. So it's like weird things start happening like immediately, which I was happy to see because I didn't want it to drag on for more than half the film. And then things start happening, you know, right? which is good. So the pacing isn't super terrible. Um, Even if it is disjointed, the frequency, I should say, is odd, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. It is terrible if, you, if you're just looking at it like compared to regular movies that you would watch today because this is not, this is totally Italian 80s schlock, you know, stuff. Right. Early 80s, early 80s. Right. <laughs> like it's really not, it's not, it's a, it's a certain acquired taste for people who are fans of horror that have been fans of horror for a long time. Um, I really wish that the movie would have gone in the direction that it was sort of luring you before the twist instead of the twist, right? <laughs> you know, because, but it's still interesting. The twist is interesting. I just wish they would have done more with it. 
Like it would have gone off the wall crazy at that point in time. Could have been super awesome, like if they did, but it just sort of drags and it's a shame that it does because non-sploitation, in my mind, perceiving it, what I was hoping for, seems like it could be ripe with craziness. And some some of the movies are. Right. You know? Oh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's not all terrible. Lots of unexplainable things happen in the convent that lure you into a sense of the devil infecting the convent. You know, fires out of nowhere, deaths for no reason, none-on-none stabbings and so on. You know, all tied together by a, a holy detective priest who tries to solve the riddle of the deathly convent. <laughs> uh, or the unsacred i don't know like desecrated fucking convent but you know there's very minor gore minor blood on the film one animal death in it by the way for those of you and when you say animal death you mean real yeah it's a real it's a a real murder basically if you're not into that kind of thing it didn't really bother me because it's such an old film so i kind of it's not like i enjoy watching it (laughs) but there's nothing really extraordinary about this film it's pretty tame stuff For a movie that could have delivered like a holy punch to exploitation films, and it wasn't even the first of non-sploitation, it sort of just holds its punches back and just kind of, Yeah. You know, it's got a few silly moments that made me laugh and lots of why are these people just going on with their daily routine stuff while this shit is happening? Yeah, why everyone's getting murdered. Yeah, like it's weird. Like one scene will happen and then they're still hanging out. Like, after something as devastating as what happens in this film, you'd be like, okay, time to call the police. No, they never knew. No, no. <laughs> you know, I'd say that it isn't Matei's worst film, but it's his first horror film, technically. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and and not like some of his better ones. He hadn't, you know, gotten his stride yet with those that kind of brood of horror that he did for better or worse whatever you want to call it it's not as good as some of the other films that he delivered in his catalog Mm -hmm. later on still you know i'm glad i own it but i'd give this one probably like a five out of ten for like that 80s bruno Mattei style Uh scale i guess you would call it it's just kind of average it had promise but ultimately failed to deliver and it was his learning or stepping stone to better films later on that makes sense. Which most people would consider his better films to be shit. Mm-hmm. But if you've, like I've mentioned before, <laughs> yeah, if you've but- had a lot of cheese, you know which is good cheese and bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what about you, though? What do you think? Well, remember, I'm coming at this as I'm not a fan of this these types of movies. Right. So I'm probably a little bit more harsher than you. Which is what I said last time, and you got really offended by that. Did I? Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's because you said it. That's why. <laughs> um, I did like the concept of how the nuns were possessed by satan but it was a weird follow through like you said this this twist yeah the thing that bugged me the most was the music didn't match up to the atmosphere right but the atmosphere was really lacking yeah do you know what i'm saying like it could have anytime it had potential to do so it just kind of falls apart yeah it was really weird yeah that's why i said it feels so disjointed it doesn't really follow through with that vibe exactly right exactly and it was really goofy music um with the scenes that Uh, (laughs) it's goblin yeah but i wouldn't say it's goofy it just didn't fit maybe well even that main song Right. Like, it was, come on. Like, it, it was felt pretty. like that song felt so familiar. It was like the B sides of Goblin's music. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, maybe they got it on the cheap. They probably did. <laughs> yeah. That would make sense. But uh, the dialogue was really boring. Okay. It was really boring. And it wasn't even like a slow burn. 
to me. It was just boring. <laughs> yeah. But it did have really fantastic imagery. Uh, there was a bat on, on a crucifix. Uh, the communion scenes were really bloody. Not gory, but just bloody. There were dolls hanging in the basement scenes, which I really liked. And there was a cat, and I wanted more of the cat. I wanted to see more of the fucking cat. Oh, yeah, that scene, too, with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked how the nuns uh, thought the vagina... Hold on, let me see. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 hold on. I liked how the nuns thought the vagina was the door to evil, because it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? The vagina is the gateway to evil. And then did she start stabbing her in the vagina? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, the acting was okay. Um, French, What's her name? Francesca, who played the mother superior. Um, she did crazy nun well, but I know everybody else was just okay. So I was. Oh, in- Mother Vincenza is Franca Stoppi. Isn't that who you're talking about? Yeah, Fra- yeah. Franca Stoppi. I yeah. I have problems with saying names, obviously. Um, Maybe it's Stoppi, too. I probably am saying it wrong as well. So. Oh, well. You guys get it. Um, so I was a bit disappointed in this one because I do like religious horror movies. Right. I, I like, really do. I wanted them to kind of go unleash. Yeah, yeah. Like supernatural, really, crazy unleash. It really didn't. So right. I, I also gave it a five out of ten. Yeah. And to give you guys kind of an idea, so we, we're on the same page. It's just average. Right. It's um, just average. It's, it, is, it's, it makes sense because this is like their first attempt. It was like one of the first films that him and Claudio Fragasso worked together on. And and they were doing horror. For, well, Bruno was said it was like his first uh, horror film. So, you know, they probably just didn't get their groove on, you know, uh-huh. right away. But yeah, like this movie is kind of like part. What's that movie? Creepers or part Carrie part. Yeah, it was a little Carrie. Non-sploitation. Like, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it just has like, it's like they tried to rip off. Like, he even said that he was trying to rip off the movie Inferno, but I don't really see where uh-huh. by by um, Dario Argento, because uh-huh. he did Inferno, which is the sequel to Suspiria. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like the Mother of Tears trilogy or whatever. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Which actually is just enough. It is a weird enough movie, and it's really kind of artistic that I really like it. It's one that I need to get, actually, and I don't own, uh-huh. uh, that you might like, actually, for the cheesy kind of weird what the fuck is going on. But yeah, I don't think it's anything like that. But they said that they were trying to make it look like that. Even the cov- cover of the movie is kind of done in a way that looks like Inferno. So. Oh. Interest the old original cover. Maybe I that's say. yeah. Maybe that's. There's a bunch of different covers. So like one of the first ones, like this skull with like a snake through it. Oh okay. Oh yeah, because there is a skull. There's also on another the one with like a a skull in a nun's outfit, and then there's the new one that the Severin did that is also part of another cover somewhere else too. So oh. yeah. But yeah, so five out of five from both of us, guys. Yeah. That's interesting. So we're starting to kind of uh, hone in on our tastes here a little bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, man. Like, I know that some of you guys haven't seen this one yet and we're kind of interested in it. I would only suggest this movie to fans of Bruno Mattei. You know, like if you're not a fan, you're probably not going to like it. The ones that are going to be more forgiving of this are Bruno Mattei fans. Mm-hmm. So... You know, take that as what you will. If you can rent it, and um, I would probably rent it. I would pick it up if you're a fan, though, of his well, work. It's, it's free on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, well, it's, 
free. Well, you know, with your per subscription, yeah, yeah, which is a hundred dollars a year. <laughs> but yeah, which is cheaper than Netflix, technically. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So if you want to watch it on there, you can check it out. But yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys think about that movie. If you agree with us, like, did we hit or miss on your particular interest? Do you think it's better than we're saying? Uh, I just it just didn't scratch that itch for me. Right. So. But we do have a lot of trivia and stuff about it that we're going to go into now. This will contain spoilers and we'll go over some of our scenes and things to kind of like flesh out this movie and our thoughts on it. Um, so if you don't want anything spoiled, you can always go down to the timestamps down below and skip to the next movie, which is Dark Waters from 1993. And uh, listen to our spoiler free section of that. And then, uh, you know, go from there. So this is your warning. It's the purge. So. There's some interesting stuff about this movie. It's, it's, it's not a very popular movie, to be honest, but in the 1970s, there are about three to four Italian exploitation films per year dedicated to narratives involving nuns. Per year? Yes. Wow. And these nuns, ex- these nun exploitation films known as nun exploitation were produced elsewhere in the United States, the United Kingdom, Japan, and Spain, but the highest concentration came from Italy. And, is it? Do you think it's because of the high, high Catholic? Probably. There, you know, it is. Uh, when it's forced on you enough, you kind of rage against it, right? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just like they say about Catholic schoolgirls, you know, right. like how they're just trouble and they're just going to be like wild because they're forced, <laughs> forced the ways of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but these films were later dubbed, like I said, nunsploitation, and they often combine nudity sexual subject matter and occasionally horror um claudio fergasso wrote the screenplays for the other hell like you mentioned finding it specifically more interesting than matei's the true story of the nun of monza as it reminded him of carrie oh okay yeah set in a convent you know right but both The Other Hell and The True Story of the Nun Monzo were the first films that Fergasso and Matei shared credits on. And Matei spoke about being influenced by what is described as Argento's concepts, which I mentioned about the right. Inferno movie. But nun exploitation, along with Nazi exploitation, is a subgenre that ran a parallel course alongside uh, women in prison films in the 1970s and 80s, which Bruno Mattei did, right, did quite a few of too. Which is weird. I didn't think there was women in prison. Yeah, there was. Exploitation. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them, and I think they're even on Prime. I could be wrong though. Huh. They're set, you know, in an isolated fortress-like convents where all the female population turns to lesbianism and perversity. Oh, that's why it's popular. Right. And the element of religious guilt allows for lurid depictions of mortifying the flesh, such as self-flagellation and pain, masochistic rituals. Um, the Mother Superior is usually a cruel, corrupt warden like Martinet who enforces strict discipline, like whipping and medieval-style torture and shit like that. Spanking. Right, and often lusts after her female charges. An equally sadistic and lecherous priest is often included to add an element of masculine menace to the story. So these are a little Typical. bit, the movies we did are a little bit on the nose, uh, non-exploitation, but it kind of branched out into these women in prison kind of 
sort of sadism thing, Uh you know. But some segments from the Scandinavian film, the silent film called Haxen from 1922, have been called the first non-sploitation film. Oh, wow. Although, you know, it's it's debatable. But Japan also had quite a few of these films, too, because Christianity was never the main religion there. So that was their way of kind of fighting back on it, too. And it kind of produced these other non-sploitation type films as well. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot of female exploitation films like uh, Lady, I can't think of what it is, but there's a bunch of mm-hmm. female exploitation films out there. Um, but that was also because women were not, you know, it was like a different, it was like women in power was like a big deal. So it's interesting. I want to watch some of those too, just to see what it's like, because they were in a long list of different movies of non-sploitation that either trapes slow, slightly on horror or not. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when you were watching the movie and you were like, I wonder if this was like filmed in a real convent or something? I did, I did wonder because it was very realistic, like they didn't build it. Right. Well, Bruno Mattei said that the, the convent was shot in the Convento de Santa Priscilla in Rome, which was back then owned by the FIAT, but now belongs to the Secret Service. So they let them shoot there. Oh, okay, so that's why. It had been derelict for a long period of time. Because in my head, I was thinking, how did they convince this this church place right. to film a horror movie? Like, Yeah, they just let it run dead, pretty much. And oh, okay. So they were like probably using the money to pay for like the land tax or something. I don't right. know. Or maybe they just let them shoot there for free. They didn't really specifically state that. But uh, it, like I mentioned before, they shared some of the same sets, though. Um, the true story of the Nun of Monza shared... With this movie, The Other oh, Hell. Oh, okay. So the Nun of Monza used the church and the garden as the same set. All the interior was done for The Other Hell. Like, that was oh, theirs. Okay. They never used any of the interior shots for That's smart. The Nun of Monza. Yeah. That's smart. Uh, but the, yeah, they were like literally doing both movies almost exactly at the same time. That's a cheap way to do it. Oh, fuck yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to make some money and you want to fucking use the same shit, I mean, you might as well. Right. So. You remember there there was like a couple of scenes in the movie where there was like all these skulls stacked up on top of each other. Like they were making it seem like catacombs? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That was actually a site in Naples uh, for a mass grave for an outbreak of cholera called Capa y Morato, which means head of the dead. So all that shit was real. Yeah. You can even visit it today. I wonder if when they were filming this, do you think that place is haunted? I don't know, you know, you never really, you know, maybe they didn't believe in that kind of thing. Yeah, but even if you don't believe it, something happens. They didn't mention it. Oh, oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we mentioned the animal killing scene where the uh, chicken get its head cut off. Yeah. And you were like, what the fuck? No. I was like, that's a real, he like had it by the neck and I was like, that's a real chicken. That's a real fucking chicken. And then whap, he like chops it off and then the fucking chicken's still moving and shit. (laughs) Well, Franco Garofalo, who plays Boris the gardener or whatever, is the guy, the character that cuts it off, right? Uh He didn't actually cut the chicken's head off. He refused to do it. Oh, so it was like a stunt. So the guy they bought the yeah no the guy who they bought the chicken from actually they cut to his hand because they they go to the priest's face and Uh then they cut back and you can't see. You're right, you can't. Yeah, so it goes to because they really I thought they were just focusing it on the chicken, but they were doing it on purpose. Yeah, they really cut its head off though. I'm sure they probably ate it there too because that's just how they are. Probably, but he wanted no part of it. Franco was like, hell no, you didn't get pay me enough. 
Right. I, I would. I would have a hard time doing that too, man. I like, would too. I mean, I like meat. I, I like do too, it. and it's kind of hypocritical of me that I can't even eat. Like right, I but, can't even kill to eat. What, yeah. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I wouldn't be able to cut a chicken's head off. Right. Like it just wouldn't be in me to, well, me to kill something. Right. It's like if I was starving, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we knew somebody that actually killed a fucking cat and cooked it up. Ugh. It was homeless. We did? Yes. We do? Yes, we okay, did. Okay, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, I think he's in jail for so animal now abuse. So now he's cutting up rats. <laughs> I don't know. <That's, laughs> maybe he's eating humans in prison. <laughs> he's eating ass. He's eating corona, corona people in prison, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Too soon. No, I know. Anyway, so we got some scenes. You mentioned the scene uh, about the nun stabbing the the dead body's vagina. Vagina is the gateway to hell. Yeah, she says her her exact words are. I wrote it down. The genitals are the door to evil. The womb, the labyrinth to the door of hell. Evil is within us all. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. A woman got pregnant and these nuns are in their laboratory talking about a, of a curse. And one of them starts choking and then suddenly stabs the other nun. And it looks like Satan has like infiltrated the nunnery because there's like this glowing skull with red eyes that keeps rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think they ever showed it. They just showed a close up of it is to make you think that evil is lurking in this place. Yeah, but it didn't follow through. No. With whatever the fuck they were trying to do. It just, right. it didn't. It, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't either. I, I think just it was like, just okay. them trying to be visually aesthetic for the situation. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the funny thing is, the other nuns don't think anything of it, and the head nurse calls it a simple accident. I'm like, wait, a, a simple accident where she stabbed a knife into her like several oh, times? I accidentally, yeah, my knife accidentally fell into her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally needed to to kill the baby. Right. Accident. And obviously, some of the nuns are like, yeah, I ain't having none of that shit. None of that shit. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my <laughs> well, it wasn't intentional at first, and then I realized what I said. But uh, which one of the priests later has his book catch fire for no reason? That, I was going to say that was one of the scenes I really like because I thought they did a good job at that. He was like walking around his room, like I forget what he was doing, and then all of a sudden he turns. He had his hand on the desk, and there was a right. bunch of books on there. I'm assuming there were Bibles, mm-hmm. and then it just lit on fire. Out of nowhere. Right. And then and he his like. his hand was like, ooh. Then all the lights in the room explode. And then you see a bat fucking Jesus's head on a cross. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Well, it's not fucking its head. It's just. It's like moving. Sitting there. It was yeah. really cool how they did that, though. I was like, oh, shit. I need to get myself one of those. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't just like a bat on the cross. Like, it was literally like the bat was moving. Like, meh, meh, meh. Well, all this starts happening really quick. Like, you obviously feel like the, the nuns are. Some of the nuns are in on some evil doing in the place because you see the kill uh-huh. and then you see this like crazy shit but then you find out that it's just the fucking goddamn some crazy chick that's up yeah in the fucking attic who's like using her telekinesis to fucking make things yeah, happen shit like what yeah which is kind of interesting if they would have gone like bat shit crazy with the concept of this chick like ca- causing all this mayhem and like because she brings fucking the literal dead back to life so this was the another carry ele- element to it, which yeah. I didn't even fucking realize. But even bigger, because she could control anything. It wasn't just fire. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she could do all kinds of stuff. Right. Well, I guess it's a fire. I'm thinking of fire starter, but 
with Drew Barrymore. Whatever, it's all the same. Right, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, she just, it's just like, I feel like it could have gone, like, really evil. And, like, she could have just started murdering and popping people and, like, done some really cool, unique stuff. In it, and it just didn't happen. They, I, maybe they just didn't want it to go there. They wanted, they were trying to do the atmospheric type of deal. Yeah, I mean, there was some pretty bizarre shit in it. Like, they had nuns spitting out blood during communion, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah. And then shit's gone, you know, I don't know, like, the nuns start praying over, like, that woman who spits out blood. And they, you know, like, try to pray the evil, pray the shit out of the evil out of her, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Super intensive praying, you know, to cast out the evil. It's funny, too, during that communion scene. I, I kept getting confused about the movie we watched last week oh. with, with those nuns. Yeah, Because I kept thinking, but I was like, oh shit, it's not this movie. It was last week's movie. It was Deadline. In oh, Deadline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were doing the movie with the nuns and they they were uh, pulling the priest's right. innards out in you. They yeah, even I, had. I got it confused with this movie. They even showed signs of the stigmata where she bleeds from the hands and the feet. Oh, the nun. Yeah. Yeah. And her hand. It's just. That was kind of cool. She eventually just dies. And then, like, everybody's just like, well, we'll have to solve the mystery. Like, no big <laughs> deal. Like, what? Well, no. You know, whatever. It's just she's like nun. covered in blood and she's dying. They're, call the fucking police, dude. You're not a fucking detective. No, the police won't understand because this is the work of Satan, Alex. Okay. Well, I, police don't understand Satan. It's. It's cool, though, in the sense that, like, you know, you're getting to see all this, like, weird shit happen, even though it's not, like, extremely gory or weird. It is weird. Right. But, you know, I was like, yay. I was like, at least it's not boring. You know, like. Uh, it is, but it isn't. Like, at least oh, it shows yeah, you stuff. It's, 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 it's in spurts. There's yeah. good parts in spurts. They show the, the, the guy, by the way, who's detective, he's uh, Father Valeria. It's like a young, modern, science-accepting priest that doesn't consider evil to be, like, the typical evil that they're expressing. But somehow, fucking telekinesis is part of the logistics of science, you know, (laughs) as if that's real, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... (laughs) There is a scientific explanation for this. I'm Dr. Valerium. What's his fucking name? Valeria, not Valerium. (laughs) It sounds like an STD. It's <laughs> <laughs> the other movie you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So this guy's like a faith detective, and he's the guy that's supposed to be like the police, even though, you know, I don't know. He's just like thinks everything's all poppycock. And he wants <laughs> to find out how these women die, and he doesn't believe in the supernatural evil. But like I mentioned, oh, telekinesis makes sense. He just comes to that conclusion like, boom. Oh, well, she's just telekinetic. No big deal. We can control that shit. (laughs) That's not evil. It's just telekinetic power. Telekinetic powers. No big deal. Uh, But anyway... Like, and then, and then, like, there's like scenes where he like walks in on a nun who's like carving open a dead body in this laboratory and pulling out its guts and putting it back in. And he thinks nothing of it. Yeah. Yeah, It's just this obligatory shit. Like, oh, there's bad things happening here, but I'm going to do absolutely nothing about it. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense. Do priests do like, uh, mortuary stuff? What are those? I don't know. Like, that's something I'm not used to. I don't know anything about, but maybe they used to bury their own dead and they used to, like, mummify them and shit to bury them when they died inside the the convent. Right. I don't don't know. know. It seemed really weird. 
He eventually gets attacked by a nun and then asks who's there. And a voice says, the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And the flames from the fireplace engulf this other priest. The original oh, father, the padre. That's right. He's like walking around. That was a pretty cool scene. That was a cool scene. Yeah. Like they burned the shit out of him. You just see his body roasting on the ground. Like, <laughs> that's where all their budget went to. Setting that guy on fire. And then like there's like the other guy, the detective one, the detective priest, Valeria, who is he passes out, wakes up, and he's got one of he's got this like video camera that he records stuff on. But, like, there's no screen to see what he's recording. And wasn't it facing his bed? Yeah. I thought that was weird. He wakes up, sees it, like, facing him, and it's, like, recording on the desk. And then he stops it and plays it back just to hear what happened. And he hears some chick say, hey, you know, I need to confess something to you. Meet me down in the confession. Like, wow, that's an elaborate plan for him to play it back. Yeah. Like, why? I don't, was it an answering machine? Like, I don't get it. It I, wasn't an answering machine. No, it was a video camera. Yeah. But, but I didn't, it didn't make any separate. sense. Like, it's how a, was he supposed to play it? Yeah, I don't. Anyway. Don't the, so, with with the the will of God. Yeah, like, I was. I kept <laughs> thinking, like, the, the when he flipped it open, there would be a TV. And I was like, oh, yeah, they only had CRT tubes right. back then. Right. So it would have to be this big TV. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they didn't have LED screens back then, you know, to make sense of it. But anyway, he goes down to the confessional and she says she, she loves him. This this random chick who's like covered her face. She's like, I love you. And oh, and, the, and the, the head pre or the head nun is like doing bad things. And I, she's out to kill and da 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 da. Wasn't it like a faceless nun? No, it's the chick. Well, yeah, the it's telekinetic chick, girl. But you couldn't see. But I kept calling her faceless nun because she had like a mask—not a mask, but she was like well, covered yeah. here, so you couldn't she, see her face. Originally, she had her whole head covered, and then eventually it was just her mouth, and then eventually she took that off. Oh, right. Yeah, it's right. just it went through stages. Right, stages. Yeah. Other thing that's weird though is when she confesses to him, she stabs through the confessional wall. Why? If she loves him and is trying to protect exactly. him, like it doesn't make like, any she, sense. He was going to save her. Like, what are you doing? It's the, I, it's it didn't the devil. make any sense. It's the devil. And then she disappears, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> and then he, like, tries to do communion later. But when he reaches into the small door in the tabernacle, he calls it. Oh, yeah. Where they a- get to do the communion, they find a roasted head. <laughs> it was <laughs> the, just sitting in Audrey's there. Audrey's head. Just, and he's like, oh, God, the tabernacle. <laughs> Father Leonardo, I guess it was. Right. And yeah. then. After that scene, is that when he heads down to the catacombs? Um, well, that's when shit gets, starts getting crazy. The Reverend Mother, the head nurse, or head nurse, head nun, <laughs> she's like threatening the gardener who he kind of knows the story. And then she pulls the shears on him to scare him, not to spill the beans about whatever's going on. You just know that she's done something. You don't know what. And then Valeria is like turning the place upside down to find proof of the murderer. He's just like going into every nun's room and like turning it over to find some sort of like proof of something. And there's like this catatonic woman that is like in in one of the rooms and he finds like some hair and she tries to attack him. Do you remember that? Uh huh. Like he finds hair under a tile. Which I didn't really understand. That was one of the like Satan worshipper things. I don't know. Because it was in a baggie. He he also found like a book or a drawing of nuns burning babies. <laughs> Which looked like a fucking three-year-old like <laughs> sketched that shit. Right. <laughs> With crayons. They use crayons. Yeah, I don't even know. 
But there, then, you know, because the gardener tried to talk about shit, he, of course, dies. So the gardener sees, like, this cat My that this mysterious girl, the whole movie, that you don't know who she is. She's just walking around with something over her face, so you can't tell what she looks like. She's always cuddling with a cat this whole movie. You see right. her, like, cuddling with it all the time. And this cat is outside, and you're like, oh, what's the cat doing? Is it, like, evil or something? He sets the dogs to kill it, and they fucking tear it apart. <laughs> And then they turn on him and bite his hand and his face and his neck. Because they ate the evil. Right. I get well she turned Yeah, she turned the dogs on him for killing her cat. Right. That's what basically happened. Why does the combat have so many fucking dogs? They were like running an animal shelter there. I don't know. Like they seem like their own self surviving society where they like have their own shit. Well, do you think they're they weren't eating the dogs, were they? That was a lot of dogs. No, I don't think so, because he had the chickens and stuff. But they flash back to, like, a previous years where, like, one of the previous nuns was accused of killing herself. She tried to drown and boil her baby. Do you remember? Right. And But she saves it, and the baby uses its mind powers to make the nun kill herself. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? Uh Uh-huh. I thought they were going to sacrifice that baby, too. (laughs) It was, it was, see, again, with... Mind powers. <laughs> You're out of control. It just seems funny to me that we've watched a couple of movies. This movie almost would fit, would have fit, fit with Extra. Oh, yeah. Last pro- week, you know? Yeah, that probably would have been a... But I'm glad we watched Deadline because I like Deadline a little bit better than this one, so... Yeah, me too. But apparently you find out that the head nurse has basically been hiding this child in the attic away from people. She's got a burned face. Even though the baby got completely submerged in the fucking pot that's boiling the baby and they yank it out of there, only its mouth is fucking burned and... Which makes no yeah, sense. It so Maybe they couldn't afford to put makeup up on top. They're just like, oh, we'll just make up half the face. She likes the the head nurse like stabs him in the leg and like tries to kill him. And as the nun is about to kill the priest, the lights start flashing. And then like a bright light opens up in the wall with the girl, the, the mysterious girl with a white hood on saves father Valeria. And she explains that she didn't want to be evil, that they made her evil. Mm hmm. And she was like half her face, like I was saying, was melted. And she kisses the priest, which is just weird. Weird. <laughs> and the head nun stabs her own daughter in the back, but she doesn't die. Well, she kind of died and then she came back to life. Yeah. Just like. With her mind powers. <laughs> <laughs> she chases down her mother, which is the head nun, right? Mm-hmm. She's like saying mama, mama over and over and over again while she's chasing her down. And then they start, they go down to where those autopsies or where they bury the bodies or mummify them or whatever. The catacombs. Right. And they just like, all the corpses come to life and try to attack the head nun, but she like stabs her daughter some more. And then the the dead caretaker gardener Boris guy comes back to life because he's dead and he chokes that bitch to death, (laughs) which is this whole situation could have been done so much better. So much better. And I'm not trying to like be picky. It just, for me, it just felt so long and drawn out and it didn't have any atmosphere at that point whatsoever. Yeah. They like gave up or something. I don't know. And then and then you fast forward, another father shows up stating Valeria lost his mind and that the whole place starts to shake and a corpse pops out of a car- coffin. And you're like, what? Okay. <laughs> and wasn't that the end? 
It was like, no, he wasn't crazy. There's a corpse and she's back. I don't I don't know what that meant. She's dead. Either. Did she like put her spirit in the corpse of a body or something or must have so she could haunt it for the rest of her life? I guess. <laughs> the rest of haunt it for the rest of her life. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't think the str- the story was strong enough to make a sequel probably. No. So. No. Yeah. And that's it. And ta-da. <laughs> Okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) So we do have another movie in the nunsploitation that is a little bit older. And Christine has been wanting to watch 90s movies. So this was kind of like the perfect movie to watch. Um, I fucked up. (laughs) You you done (laughs) fucked up? I done fucked up. (laughs) All right, go ahead. I should have complained. Anyway, we watched Dark Waters from 1993. Elizabeth is tortured by horrible visions from her childhood. She travels to a primitive island to discover the truth about her dark past. A nunnery. (laughs) Yeah. The island, Elizabeth finds a malevolent order of nuns. There seems to be no escape from the menacing evil that inhibits this strange island. Yeah, a monastery island. (laughs) All right, tagline. With mind powers. (laughs) All right, tagline is, sometimes evil lurks where you least expect it. Oh, my God. It's the lamest tagline ever. Okay, this is directed by... And written. Sorry, this was directed and written by Mariano Baino. This was the only full-length movie he directed. No, he did another one. Oh, he did? It was an anthology of shorts. Oh, of shorts, that's why, because there were shorts. But it's called The Trinity of Darkness. It's a feature-length film. Uh-huh. It's thirty. It's an hour and thirty minutes, I think, or seventy nine oh, minutes or something. Oh, all of them together. Yeah, yeah. That's why, because I thought. Yeah. They were, and uh, he also wrote a film called Wings of Fear. And he did Resurrected Fanta Festival 2019, some sort of like special video that I was trying to find. I couldn't yeah, find it. Yeah, I couldn't it. find it either. I was even trying to, because I, I wanted to check out the Trinity of Darkness too. And there's like this really shitty version up on YouTube that looks like somebody filmed it on a fucking cathode raid tube, like old TV, uh-huh. where it's got like the light halo in the middle of the screen. And I couldn't, I just oh, couldn't that's watch right. it. It looked like an Instagram filter. Yeah, it looked horrible. Yeah, it did. Okay, this was also written uh, by Andy Bark. Okay. This was his only writing credit. Right. Well, he did do some editing on a film called Karankula. Karankura. But but it was like, this is what that movie was based off of, or that short, I guess. They Uh turned it into the feature film or something, I guess. Mm -hmm. They worked together on it, but. Uh, Stars Louise Salter, who plays Elizabeth. She was. She also played a Paris vampire in Interview with the Vampire. I love that. Yeah. I love that movie. And she was also in a TV series called Our Friends in the North. Venera Simmons, who plays Sarah. This is her only credit. Right. Uh, Maria Kapnis, who plays Mother Superior. She actually passed away in 1993. So this was one of her last films. Um, she's a Russian actress, and she's been in, in mostly Russian films. And, yeah, that I've never heard of. Yeah, and there was like 50 films. Yeah. So. Um, there was one called The Savage Hunt of King Stock, and Ludmila Shah, uh, no, Ruslan and Ludmila, one of the movies, and then Shans. Mm-hmm. Also has Albina Skarga, who plays the old blind woman. She was in the movie called Wandering Stars, Change, and Three Stories. There's also Valeri 
Vassal, who's the fisherman guy. He was in Verema X, The Illusion of Control, House with a Turret, Ugly, and more. And it also stars Anna Rose Phipps, who plays Teresa, and this is all she ever did. Right. So There's a lot of that in here, huh? <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of this movie, though? I want to know what you think. Me? Oh. Everything was done well, except the plot and the dialogue. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. What do you mean by that? I don't understand. The flow and the timing were boring. Okay. I don't know if it was a slow burn because it really didn't lead up to anything. Well, no, it's definitely a slow burn for sure. It's It's an atmospheric movie. Yeah. Okay. It was painfully slow, though. And it was kind of like a a kiddie roller coaster at the fair. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, I'm going up. Oh, maybe just went down. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it felt to you. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. And it's like there were these awesome nuns and they were running around killing people, setting shit on fire. And then it cuts into this stupid bitch explaining why her father didn't want her to come to this island on his deathbed. Well, yeah, it's like one of those movies that loops back into itself. Right. The imagery was really good in this movie. I really liked it. Okay. Uh, It flowed well. The music actually went with the scenes. So it had that atmosphere. Sure. I really could feel what was going on. It was just a little slow. The plot was just, oh, it was boring. It was, it was really boring. Okay. Um, the acting was good, and there is some creature effects that you liked or? that I liked. Okay, but I was pretty much disappointed, and I wanted more torture and creatures, and I also gave this a five out of ten. Okay, did you? So you didn't feel it was atmospheric at all, or did you like? Yeah, I did. I did think it was atmospheric. It was yeah. just boring. It's just a little okay, spotty. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think, Alex? Uh, well, so at first I was a little bored like you while watching this movie, but it's it's really well shot and it's kind of unique that it, it kind of made me more curious. So as the story progressed, you know, it's definitely shot like a feature length art movie, you know, art house kind of flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know, from the mind of someone who interprets like their own personal nightmares and, you know, from beyond. Not unlike like any Lovecraft story. Like it's almost kind of it felt like a Lovecraft story of like Dagon. I was going to ask if that's what you thought. Yeah, totally. Because there's just this movie is just like super like a like on the beach you know, on an island and there's rain all the fucking time. And there's, you know, it's very raw kind of film and it's not a wordless plotless art piece too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of depth to it and it it is somewhat easier to follow than a lot of those art house films that you might not like or might like, you know, Uh it depends on what you, you are into. Uh Uh, It is a little confusing, but I can't mark it poorly here because, you know, it either makes, up for it in style imagery or atmosphere so Uh i thought that was pretty unique it's it's i would consider this to be a definite slow burner for sure but you know one that sort of does pay off you know sort of the music is actually pretty unnerving and it's like super distorted intentionally i felt like there was something wrong with the audio from the movie Mm -hmm. like like when they use the audio for the film or something like that like it wasn't but it was intentionally done that way Uh uh-huh to kind of give you that kind of unnerved like something presence feeling which it does that yeah and there was actually a good part in it when it like kind of unleashes that made me like really appreciate and like it Mm -hmm. a little bit more because it was just like simple but 
really creepy and it kind of flowed with the camera work a little bit, you know, plus the, the sound design in here has lots of like demonic voices moaning, like infrequently, like shambling weird noises. It kind of reminded me of like a Fulci film, um, like city of the living dead where the, this painter is painting a fucking, um, rhino for whatever reason. And then the window explodes and then pokes into the wall and bleeds. And then she starts hearing like some woman in the kitchen who's just, she finds dead. And then she calls her psychiatrist to come out and check it. But the noises that it was making was really creepy and unnerving. And I like that they put that in this a little bit. A lot of the nuns and the people are also blind in this movie, which is weird. I don't know why, because everything was too evil. Maybe they saw evil. It's well, true they, face, I guess. kind of explained it at the end. I don't remember exactly why, but I'm, you know, just paraphrasing what I saw. So. Right, right. But uh, it also, they did that kind of thing in the movie The Beyond, where they used white eyes for dead people. You know, that that was really cool. But it really does feel like a like an Italian Dagon, almost. You uh-huh. know, but, but like a different story. But they, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. There's like this amulet that, you know, is this evil. And when it's all together, the evil exists. But when it's not, it doesn't. I don't know. It's kind of weird interpretive kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed its attempt at the weird little Italian horror homage from the 80s. You know, it reminded me at times of, like I said, Dagon and Fulci and all the good things that I liked, you know, which we haven't really seen in a film since. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was kind of nice to see that it isn't as good as those films, in my opinion, but right. it, it does. It's pretty cool. You know, on a low budget, you have to respect it for doing a lot with a little. And it's pretty creepy at times. And obviously you will be confused as to what the fuck is happening, but it does reward you along the way with, uh, you know, these little things, whether mm-hmm. it be cool imagery or creature effects or like disturbing, just weird shit. So, you know, in that sense, it's one of those films that offers enough on so little that it kind of makes me wonder what a feature film would look like if it had a huge budget. So mm-hmm. like if this guy were able to get the money that he you know, needed to make this like batshit crazy creature, whatever insane Lovecraftian sort of film. I would be interested to see what it would look like. Right. I don't know if it would be great, but I would be interested to see it. Right. But so far, he yes. hasn't really gotten that kind of money. But it does. It's you know, it's super dark and like unsettling. So he does create this kind of atmosphere. Plus, you can tell he has his own sort of vision down pat, regardless if you think it's good or not. So, yeah, I can see that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful. I just feel like it's, it's his own thing, but it's, it's kind of like the great value version of some of that stuff. Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he still was able to give that atmosphere of that style of movie making that is gone. Right. So in the nineties, which right. is cool. I, I actually appreciate that, but it's, it's certainly not perfect, but it does have a nice glimpse into sort of like fever dream, nightmarish mindscape sort of feel. Like even if you find it boring, you'll find something that you like in this film. I think it's not perfect as a whole just lots of good ideas and atmosphere in spots that kind of make the whole a lot better i think and i'd say i'd probably give this one like a six you know it's it's wavering it's and i and i say six like i would probably watch this again but not likely 
not frequently. Right. Um, I would probably watch it just because I was in the mood specifically for this kind of thing. That makes sense. You know, like I think if you were to watch Dagon and this movie... It would be a good combination, uh-huh. you know, because it's kind of similar in that regard. Uh, it's just a six out of 10 on a personal scale of intrigue, not necessarily something that I it's in my particular tastes, but it does some things well that I like in some movies. So did you like it better than the other hell? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, although I wouldn't have to pay as much attention to the other hell. Right. So if I was in that mood, I would say I would rather watch the other hell. Right. But if I'm in the mood to watch something that's a little bit more attentive, I would watch this. That makes sense. You know what I mean? If I'm not in the mood to see atmosphere or like a slow burn, then I wouldn't want to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You know, it's there's some things that I do like about it. It's not like a personal favorite of mine, but it is interesting and I enjoyed it. And I think he did well for very low budget. So and he did some really unique shooting locations and like weird scenes and stuff. There was one death in the movie that was ridiculous that kind of harkens back to that old 80s, you know, Uh but it wasn't as gory as I wanted it to be, you know? Yeah. But still pretty cool, you know? I don't know. Different. So, I don't know. If you guys are interested in seeing stuff you haven't seen before and you kind of want to go down that path, you might want to check it out. But honestly, both of these movies kind of meh for the most part for me. Yeah, both of them are meh. It's just, you know, I'm sure there are other ones that I could probably watch. And if you guys know any non-sploitation films that you would highly recommend. Ooh, let us know. Yeah, please let us know. We're always open to trying new things. Part of the reason I wanted to watch these is, like I said, I've never seen any non-sploitation. At least I've seen women in prison movies, uh-huh. but I've never seen any non-sploitation. And my personal interest in non-sploitation leans a little bit more with Dark Waters, where there's this evil lurking presence. So that's why I kind of like this one a little bit more than I did the other one. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Because I that this is more fulfilling in that regard in the supernatural evil thing, the, the typical right. evil thing. Which is, you like that. Right. Where the other one is a little too played safe. And didn't really go that evil route that I was hoping. Just didn't have the vibe. Right. So, but yeah, that's all I got pretty much to say about that. Do we have any trivia on this? Oh, to have a ton of stuff on this. Well, not a ton, just a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going into spoilers? Yes, we're going to go into spoilers now, guys. So if you haven't seen this movie and you want to check it out, all you got to do is actually go to Prime Video. It's up on Prime. Um, Both Severin movies, these are distributed by Severin. They actually put it out on Blu-ray. So if you are interested in picking them up, you can pick them up from Severin, either of these movies, or watch either of these movies on Prime Video. So check them out if you want to check them out, if you're into those kind of things. A lot of people that I've heard really enjoyed Dark Waters, probably more than me. So Uh if that gives you any kind of idea, maybe you will enjoy it more than I did, or you may absolutely fucking hate it. (laughs) So it's kind of a... You never know. But coin toss. Yeah. I mean, it, but that's what we do here. We watch new stuff to check it out, see what we can find. Sometimes you find a gem in the rough. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> this one's kind of a gem, I guess. So, but if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into our spoiler section. If you don't want to hear any of that, no problem. We'll catch you next week, guys. But the timestamps are down below. Um, we'll probably say something at the end of the episode to talk about what we're going to watch next week. Um, uh, I definitely am going to be doing a grave plots where we make up a movie. I need to edit it. So it'll probably be in obviously not this week or next week, but the following week. Yeah. So I just been busy and there's a lot of stuff going on. So, but let's jump into our spoiler section now. So 
Um, this movie, I'd mentioned it kind of briefly, but it was uh, filmed in a Crimea, Odessa Catacombs, and Kiev in the Ukraine. Oh, the Ukraine. Okay. Some of the main uh, spots, like the catacombs, where they're in the dirt and stuff like that. So, so we that, got another catacomb movie. Right. And, uh, well, that, I don't know if it was a catacomb. That's how, like out in the open, the skulls and stuff. Oh, okay. I think. Um, but this one was also shot in Moscow. And in Rome, Italy. So mm-hmm. you got Moscow, Russia, Ukraine, like Italy. Like, isn't what it, the fuck? Isn't it funny how it's a nuns on an island and it's filmed in three different countries? Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, hey, man, whatever it is to make the movie work. Exactly. You kind of paint the picture for people. It, that's the movie magic, man. <laughs> but the film was originally based on a short story by Andy Bark, who you mentioned. He was inspired by a childhood visit to the Stays in North Yorkshire. And he said many years later, having worked as an editor on Mariano's film, The Caruncula, he mentioned that he was working on a script called Dark Waters, and he and Mariano began to work on it together because oh. of that film. So it was oh, wow. wrong a little bit before I thought that it was based off that story, but no, it was based on their work together on that short film right. that caused this Dark Waters movie. Uh-huh. This was uh, one of the first films to be shot in the collapse of the Soviet Union. Oh, so it was difficult and a very troubled one to shoot. I bet. The, the system there created many, many fucking problems, but it provided spectacular cheap sets and locations that would have been impossible to get in the UK. Oh, wow. And the political situation tried its best to halt the production while they were making this film in the early days when finance was being sought by uh, Bark and Mariano. And they developed a coup attempt that saw tanks on the streets of Moscow could not have helped matters. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And there was even another coup at the end of the filming when Mariano in Moscow for the dubbing was awoken by gunfire. Oh, wow. So there was a lot of turmoil going on when this movie was being made. <laughs> There's another famous film that was like on the border of something that was made. I think it was The Possession, uh-huh. the movie The Possession. Oh. So it's kind of an interesting kind of, you know, the film is being pushed in these times, you know, like you would think that most people are like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. But they're like, no, this movie needs to get made. Mm -hmm. The director was born in Naples, Italy. He's actually an Italian director. I thought he was a Ukrainian director that filmed there. But Uh no, he's actually an Italian. And he started shooting uh, short films at the early and an early age. And at the age of 18, started working as a production assistant in the shows for Italian television. Oh, okay. And a year later, he moved to London, England, where in 1990, he wrote and directed the the short film that we've been talking about, Caruncula or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He knew that he wanted to be in the movie business since he was like a kid. though, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a school visit to see the Pope that the Italian-born Mariano Baino purchased a copy of H.P. Lovecraft's The Dreams and the Witch House and knew exactly what kind of director he wanted to be. That's so funny that he went to go see the Pope and he got Isn't that weird? Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah. This is like in his biography. It says by his mid-teens, after years spent trying to valiantly rid himself of the crippling fear of the dark, a fear that he's never conquered, by the way. Bano has firmly convinced there was to be only one career for him, a horror meister extraordinaire. Nice. 
So, and Baino is a, is a man who follows things through a stint at a legendary experimental, experimental center of cinematography in Rome. It says it gave him the tools. And after a brief apprenticeship in the television thing that I was mentioning, uh-huh. he got down to the serious business of making movies and Dark Waters was awarded uh, actual special Vincent Price Award oh, for, wow. for outstanding contri- contribution to fantastic cinema. Oh, wow. So that's, you know. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's like it's actually, it's made some fucking waves. And a lot of people do appreciate it, whether it's like, you know, a 9 out of 10 or not. Right. There's potential. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, that's yeah, what I, I see. see. I see the potential in it, too. I see the potential, too. But I don't think he's ever really gotten the funding to show that potential, unfortunately. Right. But it's, it's, you know, it's understandable. Right. It happens. So we can go over kind of some of our scenes that uh, we had in this. I wrote a few things down to kind of like express some of that. Did you have anything in the beginning that you thought was interesting? Yeah, or? actually, the very beginning scene when the uh, the it showed like the the church was flooding and it was all this crazy. Oh yeah, like it, it was an earthquake. There was or two simultaneous things going on at the time. Yeah, there was like these two kids that brought a or this kid who brought a amulet. Amulet. Well, they call it an amulet, but it's an emblem. It's right. like a seal. Almost yeah. looks like a. An amulet. <laughs> I thought an amulet was like funny. a diamond. No, no, no. The, uh, some of them, they, you pin them to your shirt. Right. So it could be diamonds or whatever. But, but it was like as big as someone's much, like head. It's an amulet. Yeah, but they can be big. Okay. Well, it's made out of stone. <laughs> yeah. Which, which yeah, I would I just know. think it's either a seal or a, a, what do you call it? Like a fucking, yeah, like a seal. I would think, because yeah, I would have think it was a seal too. Yeah. Seal. Because, uh, you know, the seven seals. Right. Like but she, the, that's where I thought they were going to go with it. This kid gives this nun a fucking seal. And then the nun goes to a cliff and gets pushed off. And then the seal breaks into a million pieces simultaneously while this priest is worshiping in the house of God. And the, the building starts coming apart with water. Right. And then bugs. I just remember there are bugs everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what that was, was all weird because I was like, oh, God, there's going to be bugs in this movie, like all over the place. So it was almost like that. there was like like the evil was starting to, to flood the place because it was unsealed until the seal broke or whatever. Yeah, like the seal was protecting something. I don't know. What was to unleash something we found out later? Oh, yeah, it was to unleash. So it was was to protect them. Yeah, if you put the seal together and remade it, it would form and make the evil lurk. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was broken into pieces, it couldn't be released into the earth. Right. And then when the two girls were holding it, didn't one of the girls like catch on fire? Mm, I don't. Later on, maybe? I don't know. I don't remember that. I I remember one of the girls ran off from the other girl. Yeah, one of the girls took off, and then I thought something happened to the something happened to the other girl, and it made it seem like that other girl was murdered. Maybe because the other girl is her sister. Later on, you find out Sarah, and she's all burned and fucked up. Yeah, and that because I wrote that down, I was like, oh, okay, I just read it. It's it's a little confusing though because there's a lot of different characters and then they fast forwarded to 20 years later and there's like this girl named Teresa you find out later and she finds a hole in the wall and she goes into these catacombs and then in the catacombs she gets stabbed because she finds a piece of she, one of the seal and she touched it. Yeah, and so like some nun stabs the shit out of her and it's like this cool little artistic thing where her body washes up and the blood flows down and yeah, there's all cool. these nuns like worshiping, laying face down on the floor and shit. You, you think they're dead, but they're not. Yeah, they're, they're just worshiping somehow, some evil or I don't know if they're trying to prevent it or bring it. 
Right. It was confusing. And then later on, you find out Teresa was Elizabeth's friend. Yeah. And she came to the island. Out which of- makes no sense. None. None. Ah! <laughs> we just did a none. Oh, my God. We just did the none thing again. That's terrible, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a shot every time. Yeah, I know. We should probably just stop editing or just stop, <laughs> stop. making episodes because of that joke. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway. None. I really didn't even mean to do that. That's the fucked up thing. You know what I mean? Anyway. Meanwhile, there's another woman from London who you th- I thought was the same girl. Because like, this movie kind of jumps around a little bit. And you're not really sure. She's like taking a bus to this boat and then she takes the boat to this island and then nobody will take her on the boat this one guy won't take her until next week because they only go out once a week you know what that should be a sign right there when your father tells you not to go and then the local the locals are telling you not to go maybe you should go yeah because like the one boatman guy is like ah do you fear i fear death so i don't want to go i'll go next week yeah we'll go next week week. yeah when i'm not fearing death like i don't understand (laughs) And, and I guess they're doing something over there. You just don't know what's going on. And then this other guy's like, I don't fear death. I'll take you. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> okay. Oh, and we got to mention when they're on the boat and then this guy pops out of nowhere and just starts eating a fish. Like, I feel like, like- a goblin. Yeah, which was boat. cool, actually. Oh, He's like, oh, don't freaky. mind him. He's just did weird. He, did he have black eyes? It looked like he had black eyes. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Like evil had gotten into him somehow. Yeah. And he had to eat fish. Yeah, that was weird. And they shoot everything in the rain, too. So it's like almost like they were trying to do Suspiria or something. Mm-hmm. And like, or in like Dagon, where it's always raining constantly. And it's uh-huh. like, which is cool. I just would hate to shoot in it. I would you know too. I mean? Ridiculous. Uh, but it's cool. It's atmospheric that way, I guess. So she shows up and there's this, you know, monastery and they're like almost like they're expecting her to show up. And they just say she's like, well, I just came here to do some. Oh, they were expecting her because when she walked in and they were like, oh, we weren't expecting you and we didn't think you'd make it until tomorrow. And she and she said, no, I keep my appointments. Yeah. But she's there to do what? Study something? She doesn't really explain it. She her mother was from that island. Right. That's pretty much it. And then we found out. She also meets up with this other girl named Sarah, who seems to know everything that's going on. And she seems real friendly with her right off the bat. Like they've known each other. Right. And they haven't. But they do. But they do because they're sisters. Yes. But you don't find that out till later, which is really weird. It's like she knew that she was her sister the whole time. Oh, yeah. She, but she did. The Sarah girl or whatever. Anyway, there was this really cool scene, though, in this that they kind of go back to that shows the evil reaching out into her mind or something like that to get her to become evil. Uh-huh. Elizabeth's character. And she has this dream sequence or vision or whatever of a nun on a cross. And there's two girls that were like paint uh, painting in the painting that she was looking at with the mask, the seal mm-hmm. or the amulet, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and then... um. The nun's like on this cross. She has no eyes and the cross and her just float across the floor with this blue light behind it, which looked really cool. Mm -hmm. That's when you notice the nun has no eyes. Her mouth is agape and she's like demonically moaning and it's got really cool lighting. Right. I thought that was really cool. All the dream sequences or fever dreams in this, they were, it was really cool. Every one of them were, they were really cool. Like, I really wish that it just would have like kicked the door open and done more of that. Yeah. 
almost like kind of how City of the Living Dead when they go down in that hole in the ground and then all the shit is like going uh-huh. bad shit crazy. And they never really tied in those dreams into what was going on. Not really, no. They it's just kind of like her getting a feeling of something happening or yeah. the evil seeping into her. They don't really rationalize with it too much because you know, if you've seen the movie, then you know by the end of the movie that she meets up with her mother, which is this demonic creature. Which, which looks like a Cthulhu, like a half-assed Cthulhu. Almost like a Cthulhu. What's it called? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. It's yeah, like, whatever. It, but it's not even. It's like, it's like this, like, I don't know, weird tree creature that's like fleshy lurking behind this wall. And it, it was a cool creature. It kind of looked like a tree mixed yeah, with something like else. Roots. It was like rooty. Right. You know what they kind of reminded me of is that Netflix movie where that, that one guy from, um, where he goes to the island and he, and these people are like worshiping the nature or whatever. And the nature goes out and kills people. It's this old woman who's like a part tree. I, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe it's based off some actual lore or whatever. Uh-huh. Dreams of a witch house or whatever. Maybe he's doing like, I don't remember that story 100%, but I know that has to do with like a witch and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but then there was that scene with the old woman who's like blind and she gets burned alive, which is <laughs> kind of, know. it's like she, it almost was like she was trying to help Elizabeth. Right. Like she was trying to help her get off the island and then uh, the evil found out. And telepath telekinetically killed, set her on fire? No, because the nun comes in and like straight up lights her on fire. She throws the oh, fucking- Oh, that's right. She throws the cross, the burning cross shit that, in the fucking door. What the fuck was up with that too? Like all the nuns were walking around with burning crosses. I don't know. I'm like, is it's that just evil? Some, I don't or know. Or were they- See, I was confused. I was like, is that how they worship? I don't the know. Lord, or is that- evil because you think the cross would be like upside down cross no well i don't know maybe it's older than that i don't don't know know. it's just it's just weird obligatory shit i guess i don't know there was a scene where elizabeth attacks a fucking gets attacked by a nun with a dagger and then she bangs her head on the ground till her brains spill out (laughs) and it was so like the editing on it wasn't really good no because she was like slamming her head down and it was just like it didn't Dude, look like she was hurt at yeah, all. Yeah, at all. Like, uh, because that's right. She slammed her head down and then it went, and it was like, that That wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I appreciate that they, they added it, but yeah, it didn't exactly, it wasn't no. executed really well. No. It could have been like a way cooler. Yeah, they could have put a pillow down there or, or a prosthetic and, head. Yeah, that would probably be better. But you know, like different just, in angle, like where they show the prosthetic head hitting the ground harder mm-hmm. so that they could cut to it every time. Maybe it was too expensive. It was cheaper just to give that chick a concussion. Or you just do a shot like upwards where you just see the face and her just using something mm-hmm. and pounding it on the ground. And then you cut to it. Like, I don't know. That's just how I would have done it. But right. It sound like a dick now, but I don't know. It just didn't work. <laughs> but I appreciated it being in there anyway. Right. But that's when you find out that Sarah is her sister and she's horribly disfigured and burned alive pretty much and looks like a hairless burned worm woman or something. Right. Cause all of her clothes come out off. Yeah. And she's got like burned nipples and shit. <laughs> <laughs> she got burned titties hanging out. <laughs> but it seems Sarah was upset because her sister is normal. Like she's normal looking and she knew she something to- was wrong and ran away. Right. And right. as a child and ran back to her, to the nun. Father. And then the nun died for her and her father got her to out of there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not come back? She was like, oh man, I really wish I would have listened to my dad. Like, no yeah, shit. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. It's, 
But it's cool. They show the scene where like Elizabeth reaches into like a nun's stomach on the cross as a, as a creature breaks the walls. And there's like this demonic looking hand that it's, it's like this demon lurking oh, yeah, behind like the wall. Black with like red nails. Right. And she, she like bites into the stomach piece that she ripped out. And then you see the amulet on the ground getting blood on it. And then it somehow fixes itself, the seal. Cause it had the blood the power of satan yeah <laughs> and then this huge like in the dark creature emerges all weird but i don't know and she's like elizabeth i am your mother yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a star wars or some shit you're making if i i am your mother <laughs> i mean it looked cool but you can barely see it Right. So it's like they didn't want you to see it too much. Yeah, and it's they, like they really it, short lived. Yeah, because they had it up against like in the wall, like yeah. or in the mountain or whatever. It was in the shadow. Yeah. No, it wasn't in the mountain. We were underground. Oh, I thought it was. They go underground in the catacombs yeah. into this one like section. Yeah, and it was trapped in there and then it started oozing through the thing because it kept. It kept showing the body parts. I don't know how what the fuck they were trying to translate there, yeah, but I don't whatever. think it was oozing through. Oh, okay. It just somehow appeared in, on the other side of the wall, uh-huh. like in front of the wall. Uh-huh. They didn't show like- Oh, how? How. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was like in the shadows, so you couldn't really see it. I mean, it's cool. It's got some pretty cool stuff there. But yeah, like, again, you know, it's probably like a four out of of ten for most people. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I appreciate some of the moments that they did have in it. So I have to give it some props. Yeah, that's me, too. I, I probably would have given it a three, but I in- did enjoy those those scenes. Yeah, like when they did shots, they did really cool shots. There was like a scene where like Elizabeth is walking all over these dead fish. And that was yeah. just like a really cool yeah, scene. Yeah, that was. You that know was what cool. I mean? Like, that was just a really interesting looking shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it had all the makings of a great movie, but it just didn't do it. It didn't, um, it didn't hit the mark. Right. Like, so it's like, it's tough for me. Like, I, I want to give it more credit than most people would, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Typical, like, casual viewers would not want to watch oh, this no kind way. of movie. No way. You know, it's definitely not a casual viewer movie. Either, neither of these, really. Right. But. You know, this one you have to pay a little bit more attention to, and it's going to be longer segments, better atmosphere, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. The ending was okay. I just wish it would have lasted longer and we would have seen more. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe did they she... did what they could with their budget, but... Elizabeth didn't get away, right? She breaks the amulet, and that's <gasps> oh, what Oh, it... that's right. Um, Elizabeth becomes blind. That's right, and she's a nun now. And then now. they nund her up. Yeah, she's the protector of the beast now. Yeah. That's what it is. She's like trying to prevent it from from uh, coming out. Right. So, but yeah, she's got the white eyes. Mm-hmm. So because she's seen the creature. Yeah, because it was so tr- traumatic. I guess. Right. Because the, the the other like cool elements they had were like that painter guy who was like he was a blind person who could paint pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> that would tell the future. He was like an oracle that they uh-huh. were using. So I don't know. There's, no, there was a really cool scene with the painting and. He kept rubbing his hands on oh, the painting. Oh, and then the face and, came and, out of it. Yeah, the, that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. I was like, it's cool. It's a cool effect, what they did. Yeah. But they don't really explain why it's happening, so it's kind of <laughs> yeah. pointless in it's the same the, regard. the fever dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Okay, cool. I'm down. It's like, none of it really makes sense, but there's just some cool visuals in it that I like. Right. If I wanted to... So I guess the six that I gave this movie out of ten is based... Did you give your score? five you said five I so you, both of these were average those both of them were average so my six is probably based on just aesthetics 
Which makes sense because you really, really like that. It's mostly a aesthetic kind of movie. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Totally. There's no real, like, you know, that's what it's intended to be. So that's why, I don't know. Yeah, you did a good job. I'm trying to justify my number because if I really think about it, I didn't enjoy it, enjoy it, but I just appreciated it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Probably most people are going to want to avoid it, but I think if you're, you know, deep into the horror genre and you haven't seen it, you should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you can find something out of it, so... But yeah, that's it, guys. That's it for our episode this week. It's always a little disappointing when we watch a movie that's kind of just two movies that are average. But yeah. you can't like like we would know exactly. You, know? you got to watch it to figure it out, right? Yeah, like we only we don't just watch movies that we've seen a million times. Like, well, I mean, we could we could watch Interview with a Vampire. Oh God, <laughs> I just like to like if I'm going to do movies, I'm, I've there's so many that I haven't seen. No, you're right. You're I'm right. on this quest to see and soak in yeah i like i really want to baste myself in fucking these movies right that that i've never seen because i love the thrill of the hunt i like hunting and digging for these lost treasures and we did find another movie while we were looking for this movie which one curse kathy or something oh the kathy's curse kathy's curse which i have heard of before it just mm-hmm. it just hasn't I haven't thought about it in a long time mm-hmm. because I was looking for demonic children movies mm-hmm. at some point years ago and we ended up picking it up. So yeah, we ordered of these movies. Yeah, this is a uh, Kathy's Curse is actually a public domain movie uh, that is considered to be one of the so bad it's good films that you need to watch. Have you seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I remember bits of it. For some reason. And we bought it. I think it'll be fun. I hope so. I like to pick up movies that, you know, may not be the best movies you've ever seen, but it'll be the weirdest experience you've ever had. And this movie is probably one of those movies that won't get a like a reprint of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it was Severin that put it out that did Kathy's Curse. I don't remember. But we got a copy and it was like one of the last copies. It's always last copy. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should actually review the movie. Well, that's a good. I think so, too. And I think it would be fun. And I've also been looking up some public domain movies, guys, that we could probably watch on Twitch together. We could do a watch party. Yeah, we could do a watch party and just kind of like make fun of it. Or, you know, there's some movies in the 80s that I found that we could watch that would be perfect, you know, for that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And we could just kind of like watch and make fun of it and uh, joke about it and spend some time together so if you guys are interested in that i gotta look into it a little bit more with twitch and then maybe even send them a letter uh, an email or whatever just to ask them if that's okay since these are public domain you can watch them on anything and not get sued because nobody owns it it's public do it in the group yeah well i don't know we'll have to figure it out but kathy's curse is one of those movies that i think we should review for an episode i don't know if that we're going to do it next week but well guys of course follow our social media on facebook You can follow our social media on Twitter, Instagram, wherever we post. Even on our Reddit page, we have Beyond the Void um, Horror. And that's a place that you can go to to check out what we're going to be talking about the week before so that you can watch it. I'm trying to find movies that you guys can watch on streaming services so that it's easier for you to watch them and not have to pick them up and buy them. Because those movies are, you know, in the pandemic are not easy to do. (laughs) But even though we ordered Kathy curse anyway so uh, but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode we'll let you know what we're going to do next week so we'll hope to see you then on Monday for a brand new episode of Beyond the Void and as always Love the Void
to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.